Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk. And they can also be downloaded on popular podcast, podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my upcoming free caregiver distress recovery challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter and teaches strategies for my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness. Strategies that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. And my latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve? is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes and assisted living residences all over the United States. I'm honored that Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book, so I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. Seniors Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Seniors Straight Talk and Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm proud to have Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, as a senior Straight Talk sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And I'd also like to welcome as a sponsor, Active Pure Technology, an active patent technology that is the clean air solution for COVID pollution. Active Pure Technology delivers measurable and guaranteed results, giving you the peace of mind to know that you are providing a safe environment and the best protection for the people you care for, whether in your business or in your home. And now I'd like to introduce to you today's guest. Dr. Bill Thomas. From his earliest days as a geriatrician and medical director of a small nursing home in upstate New York, 
Dr. Bill Thomas has championed living environments for older adults that provide dignity, respect, quality of care, and most importantly, purposeful living. He was guided by his early childhood experiences where he lived surrounded by older relatives and the feeling that his grandmother's house was an extension of his own. Those early life lessons were the beacon of light that older relatives were valuable and esteemed members of the family. His childhood experiences and vision became the reality known as the Greenhouse Project and the Eden Alternative, proving that we can offer caring and meaningful living environments for older adults as they continue to age. Environments that truly resemble a person's home. Beyond being a visionary and thought leader, Dr. Bill Thomas is a performer, musician, TED Talk speaker, and author of several books. His book, In the Arms of Elders, is a parable about elder wisdom, wise leadership, community, and intergenerational living. In 2008, the Wall Street Journal named Dr. Thomas among the 12 most influential Americans shaping aging in the 21st century. And US News and World Report described him as a revolutionary. Dr. Thomas never ceases to be the consummate innovator. He combines the idyllic place Kalimos from In the Arms of Elders with small living homes he created called Finca Homes to create Kalimos communities where people can live in small pocket neighborhoods in a concept that promotes neighborliness. Every conversation with Dr. Bill Thomas is an opportunity to hear innovative ideas about how we can continue to live our lives in the healthiest and most meaningful possible way. Thought leaders have told me that when he talks, they just listen. So here now is Dr. Bill Thomas. I had the pleasure of introducing Dr. Bill Thomas for the keynote address at the annual Vision Luncheon this past December. However, Technical difficulties interfered with his presentation. So I'm thrilled he's able to join me today on Senior Straight Talk so we can have that conversation. The topic of which was aging in place with grace. And of course the recording will be sent to all of the 240 participants who attended the luncheon. So here we are, Bill. Um, thanks so much. Well, it's nice to be with you uh, and to be in a house that has electricity. We, last time around, a uh, winter storm knocked out the transformer outside my house, so we were without power, and uh, now we were in good shape. So, and uh, to, that, that's a beautiful segue because it has to do with the fact that I am currently aging in place. Oh, okay. Well, talk about that then. Well, you know, uh, so I'm 62, which makes me a junior member of uh, the core of elders in America, but uh, I'm also in my seventh decade of life. And uh, my wife, Jude, and I live in a little, I guess you'd call it a little house. It's about 750 square feet. And we uh, rearranged the house so that we could live on one floor and built a ramp even though we're both able-bodied and uh, redid the bathroom so that it's easy to use for people who uh, might have trouble with mobility, even though we currently don't have any trouble with mobility. 
So we're sort of trying to future-proof our little house a little bit and uh, see where that takes us. So it's interesting that, you, that you're describing how you've done that because I talk to people about planning by choice rather than by crisis. So, mm-hmm. and you and I have never discussed this. So mm-hmm. you are really embodying everything that I talk about because what happens when that crisis hits? It's a crisis and then you're not the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I trained as a physician and practiced for many years as a geriatrician. And one of the things I saw, I saw people use procrastination as a tool for surrendering their autonomy and independence. So the, if you want to get rid of your independence and uh, if you want to just let go of your autonomy, procrastination is your friend. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you procrastinate long enough, something is going to happen. Correct. And when something happens, other people are going to be making decisions about where you live and how you live. So, so for everybody out there who that's their goal, uh, you're, and you're procrastinating, you're right on track. You're perfect. You're aimed right at the target. Good job. (laughs) I can't help but laugh. (laughs) It's very effective. (laughs) I just want to say as a geriatrician, Man, I've seen it succeed across the decades. So I love it. And so. by the way, can I use that? <laughs> can I? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. It's it what almost the, never fails. So. What the heck? And I'm going to share something that you said before we started this recording about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Things that never fail, because I was talking to you about the fact that I've been procrastinating about getting back into working out. And mm-hmm. you asked me what equipment I had in my house. And I told you, and you said, <laughs> text me the next time you lift up weights. So right. clearly, clearly, while I don't have to do anything, and you have Bad. not suggested I do it later nope. or tomorrow, <laughs> the likelihood is that is what's going to happen. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's funny because... You, you used the word working out, which is a fun word. And um, a lot of people uh, I'd say, you know, maybe age 50 and up have experience with like working out uh, over the course of their lifetime. So, uh, but I don't, I don't actually work out. Uh, I strive to get stronger. I, uh, my, the thing I'm pursuing in my life is greater strength. Hmm. So a couple of words about that, because it actually fits with a house. So, so I'm trying to make a, well, I'm making a house that's easier to live in. Right. But I also need to make a body that's better at living in a house. Correct. Okay. So in order to live in a house, you need a certain amount of strength. Correct. And um, if over time, your strength falls below that line, you may be looking at a change in where you're living. It might be voluntary. It might be happy. It might be involuntary. It might be sad. I don't know. But you have more choice. As you get older, if you have more strength, you get more choices. Correct. So, you know, you were, before we started, you were telling me about your 
impressive leg press. And uh, that strength is actually when I'm being a geriatrician, when I think about strength, I'm hearing choices. So if you're on, you know, you're listening to this uh, little recording and you're like, you know, I like having choices, uh, then you need more strength. And uh, how you get that strength? Oh, man. Like, for example, you're a weightlifter. I, I don't lift weights. But um, my, in my case, uh, I have a little rowboat. And I have a little machine that's like a little rowboat. And I like to row. Okay. doesn't matter. As long as it makes me stronger, it doesn't matter. Correct. Some people have different things they enjoy. Walking, running, running. Uh, well, even a even a even a, a slow moving but consistent activity like gardening can give yeah. you tremendous strength. Right. Leg strength, yeah. core strength, upper body strength. People don't right. even realize that. But yeah. I think you you said something that really makes me think about choices, which which is really about mindset, and it goes back to what you said about surrendering and procrastination, because it's really it. It, it is really all a choice. And if you're not making that choice, then you are surrendering. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think what, uh, what I've learned over the years is that many people, as they get older, they identify a version of themselves that existed about 15 years ago. So again, if you're listening to this, think about the version of yourself that existed 15 years ago. I'm sure it was very nice. And that version of you was younger and that version of you, I don't know, either weighed more or less than you weigh now. And that version of you uh, had a certain amount of energy. So it doesn't actually matter. You talk to a person who's 95 and they're like, man, when I was 80, you know, that to do. Uh, it doesn't, but that's 15 years ago version of yourself. Correct. And the thing I like to remind people is that that was listen to me that was the version of you 15 years ago but listen to me 15 years from now that incredible person is here right now Correct. right now you are a us you're freaking amazing look at you gorgeous it's strong beautiful capable wow that's you right now because 15 years from now, you're going to like pull this recording up and be all like, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Can you remember that? That was so great. Well, that's you right now. Correct. So, and, but, but it's all so it's funny that you say that because. Um, well, you know that that uh, that, you know, that kind of gives me strength. So it's interesting that you that you just said that, but that really goes for everybody, right? That they have to look at themselves and see it, who they are right now and think of themselves as amazing and terrific. And if you don't, then that's the mindset and the choice you're making. So that's the thing. The thing is, so people lose the opportunity for a really super great future because they get stuck with this person it was 15 years ago well, instead of being the person they are right now who's actually freaking amazing right. and awesome and that person you are today deserves everything so one thing i would tell people when i was in practice 
um, I would ask them these kinds of questions. I'll ask you guys these questions. Tell me, tell me about things you want to be able to do 15 years from now. And people would be all like, oh, I want well, whatever it is. Yeah, I want to play golf. I want to ride horses. I want to you know, go hiking. I want to whatever it is. I don't care. Um, and so I would say to them, are you doing those things now? And they'd be like, well, not exactly. And I'd be like, well, if you're not doing them now, you won't be able to do them 15 years from now. Sure. So what I'm saying to everybody is think about what you think about the person you want to be in the life you want to be living 15 years from now and live that life right now. Today, start today living that life. So I'm again, poor Phyllis, I'm picking on you, but you know, 15 years it. from now, 15 <laughs> years from now, you got to be like, yes, sorry, don't have time. I got to go right. pump iron. Right. Right. And okay, that's great. That's what you want. But that means you got to pump iron today. Correct. And tomorrow, in five years from now, and 10 years from now. Which means I'll be texting you later. <laughs> oh, cool. Yay. You got me. <laughs> but you knew you would because that was the intention behind that, even though it wasn't, but it was. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I would like, I'd like to point out that. Um, here we are uh, talking about aging in place with dignity. That's our topic for right, today. Right. And notice how much of the conversation is about the person and about strength and about purpose and belonging and about uh, choosing and autonomy and dignity and how much is about the house. Right. So the house, eh, you know, like I said, my wife and I are doing our best to future-proof this house, but that day might come where we're like, this house does not fit us anymore, in which case we will move. And do you know, here's the mind-blowing thing. Wherever we move to, we will then be aging in place because no matter where you go, there you are. Correct. And you never stop aging. Right. So because here we are, we're older than we were before we started by however right. many minutes. Right. Just and good for us. Absolutely. So so, you know, uh, so people a lot of people put, I think, too much weight on the house or the apartment or the building or the bridge you're sleeping under, whatever it is, and actually too little on the person you are, your capabilities, your strength, your relationships, those things really matter. And if you don't mind, I'll give you one example of that. If I took, uh, a, imagine if I had a proton beam particle accelerator and I could shoot it at you and make two identical copies of Phyllis. First of all, the world would be a better place, but okay. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would venture to say there are a lot of people that wouldn't think so, but that's okay. <laughs> you'd be able to get, then you'd get Phyllis in stereo. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, so, but we have Phyllis over here and Phyllis right. over there. Uh, aging is a team sport. Yeah. So the Phyllis who cultivates mm, a healthy number of 
caring relationships with other people, some related, some not related, um, some younger, some older, will be healthier and happier than the other fellas. So in other words, I did that little particle beam experiment to say that it's not your health conditions or your uh, physical stamina, da, 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 da. those can be identical. And the person with the bigger social network around them will experience, generally speaking, greater happiness and well-being than people with a smaller social circle. Now, I mean, there's some exceptions to that, but it's not a bad rule uh, to keep in mind. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> you know, as we're, we're thinking about that and talking about that, obviously COVID highlighted that. The mm, Right, there you go, right there. Right. I mean, that, that was like, if people weren't aware of it before, it was like smack in the face. Yeah. The reality of the effect. Loneliness kills. Loneliness kills. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so I want to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about your Kalimos communities, because that really, the concept of it is about neighborliness and. Yeah intergenerational relationships and mm -hmm. counteracting, you know, the, the, all of the pitfalls of, of being lonely and segregated. So we'll be right back on Seniors Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology. Olive Community Services is a 501c3 that provides culturally appropriate services to seniors, their family, and the community. Through their interactive programs, Olive engages participants physically and mentally with a focus on building strength, mobility, and mental health. To learn more, get involved, or make a donation, visit olivecs.org. Together, let's live, learn, and thrive. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology. And here I am again with Dr. Bill Thomas. And now we're going to talk about the Kalimos communities. And um, I have a question that somebody sent me to ask when we when we kind of finished talking mm -hmm. about Kalimos. Mm -hmm. But let's start with you telling people what Kalimos is and and how it developed and where it came from, which is a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart because I'm involved in it in some way on a very different level, but. Well, uh, you know, so in a, I mean, I'm very happy, have very happy career as a uh, medical doctor, but I've also uh, am uh, a novelist. So 
Over the years, I've written a series of novels about a place called Calamos. So Calamos is uh, sort of a kind of a land that time forgot kind of place where the elders of the community are really kept at the heart of the community. So what makes them different is in this Calamos place, they, they didn't wander away from the elders and say, oh, really, no, youth is the, is, has all the ultimate virtues and old age is kind of sad and bad. They just kind of kept this idea that elders are pretty important to our collective well-being, and we're going to live that way. So that's the these books. Uh, there's one book called In the Arms of Elders and another book called Tribes of Eden, it's about this Calamos place. So because a, a, you've read lots of novels, you know, to really try to write a good novel, you have to really think about the place. I mean, it's not just enough to describe it in a few sentences like I did. So uh, over the years, I described this Calamos community in a lot of detail. And um, as a result, when people kind of came to me and said, you know, we would like to age in place uh, with dignity, and how would we do that? I really started looking at the novels and said, well, let's try to bring this fictional community into the real world. And so Calamos Communities is kind of one of the very few housing concepts based on novels. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, it's really based fundamentally on my understanding of aging as a period of life that is rich in worth and value and thinking about housing and relationships that make it really work. And you, you said this at the top, it, it's about people of different ages living together. And this notion we have in American society that old people should go over to this corner and young people should go over to that corner. I have a really hard time with that. I, don't really get that but that's for a long time that's been how we thought it's supposed to be so um my take on calamos is that uh, there's a better way and it means going back to kind of the roots of human experience and i would say the roots of how how people used to live which was well, in communities where um, people lived together, helped each other um, mm. as neighbors. You know, I know that's your concept of neighborliness. And yeah. uh, didn't, um, 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 oh my God, why can't I think of his name? Um, uh, Dr. Roger, uh, no, oh my God, why can't I think of his name? Um, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> oh yeah, Mr. Rogers. Mr. He Rogers. never got his doctorate. Mr. I don't Rogers. know what happened. I know I said he never finished his thesis. Right. You know, he could have been Dr. Rogers, but right. no, he didn't finish the thesis. So it was, was Mr. Rogers. He was procrastinating. It was yeah, a he was And look what happened. Right. But okay. um, yeah, but Mr. R Rogers really wasn't that what really that was a, about. It was the yes. first person who really brought everybody into the fray and younger people and older people and people of different actually ethnicities, which he was the first who really did that. Yeah. I don't Agreed. know if people are aware of that, but um. Yeah, I mean, it's that whole concept of, and I remember, and I'm sure you remember, because uh, you grew up in a small town, I believe, in upstate New York, right? But I didn't grow up in a small town. I grew up in, uh, as you know, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Very few people would guess that. So it's good that you thank you for revealing that, which many people would be. What? Here, I always thought she was from Georgia. Any, anyway, anyway, but we um, I grew up on a on a block that was it was really yeah. it, it was one block that if you went three blocks away, it was just this tucked away block. Nobody knew the name of it, but it was in the you know, it was in Brooklyn. And um, but. As, as most people probably remember when they were younger, you know, if I did something down the street, by the time I got home, my mother heard about it. It actually happened on several occasions. Yes, yes. And that was that whole concept of, you know, it takes a village, right? Everybody really was responsible for each other. And that's really what Kalimos is about, correct? Correct. So uh, we have a um, notion that neighborliness is the key uh, to a vibrant and enjoyable old age. So wherever you're living, if you've got a rich supply of neighborliness uh, surrounding you, you're, you're probably doing pretty well. Um, and if you don't, that's, a, that's something you ought to try to fix. Uh, but neighborliness is based on kind of voluntary reciprocity. So helping somebody out because they need a hand and somebody helps you out, you need a hand, lending, borrowing, sharing, not uh, according to a structured, rigid program, but based on like that block in Brooklyn, you know, based on, we all know each other, we're all doing the best we can, we like to lend a hand when we can, uh, uh, you know, I, I will tell you also, I've been over the years, super influenced by a writer and a philanthropist named Danny Siegel. Don't know if you ever ran into Danny Siegel, but um, he introduced me to the practice of mitzvot, uh, the doing oh, mitzvahs. Yes, that, I, that I know. I thought you might have run into that. So, so anyway, this idea that, you know, repair the world, do something that repairs the world, um, do a good deed without expectation of return. Right. Um, if you can. And so kind of a, a, an ethos of give what you can, take what you need, but you got we have to look out for each other. And that's easier to be old in a setting like that than it is to be old in a setting where you are imitating John Wayne and trying to do everything yourself and not relying on anybody and really essentially nobody relying on you it's better it's better this way i i um you know and i'm thinking that especially um for my generation i'm just a few years ahead of you uh (laughs) i turned 69 the other day hey that is an excellent age i agree and i um I think especially uh, for women um, of my generation, uh, there was this, because of this sense of independence and autonomy and mm-hmm. and being who you are as a woman, uh, there was this tendency to get into this mindset of, I could do it, I could do it myself. Um, and that's really not the, the healthiest mindset and it's antithetical to what you're talking about. Yeah, actually it's sort of, um, and um, you know, everybody kind of does the best they can but if you think about who you're trying to copy you know if you're an older woman and you're trying to copy john wayne 
you might want to rethink your strategy because essentially it didn't work out for John Wayne either. So <laughs> correct. Correct. Keep, keep so, that in mind. So before we go, I just want to ask this one question that somebody had sent me, which mm-hmm. is how would you uh, propose incorporating a Kalimos type of community in an urban environment on a plot of land that's about two or two and a half acres? Wow. So there, uh, because one of the great things that make urban environments actually great places to experience old age is density. Um, Because old age, the quality of old age is uh, often dependent on the quality of social networks and relationships, um, increased density, increased the probability that you might be in a setting where you can link up with people of like mind and, and come together uh, with each other. And low density makes it harder to do that. You've got to have more transportation. There are fewer people around, da, da, da. So anyway, the answer uh, to that is really vertical. Um, just because you can build a little cluster of small houses, cottage-like houses on one level, doesn't mean that's the only way to make a Calamos. Um, if you're in a dense urban environment and you make a five-story building with um, conveyances that help people move around the building freely, it can be vertical. That doesn't matter. It's really the notion that you're making a place where people of different ages live side by side, where there's a general predisposition to neighborliness and where the things that elders have to offer are held at least in equal esteem as the things that younger people have to offer. Um, that's what makes it Calamos. And uh, that's the way it should be. So uh, on that note, we're going to end. And uh, thanks so much, Bill, for taking yeah. the time. And I can't wait to send this off to the people who attended the I know. Uh, I'm market. sorry. I'll just say to everybody, I'm sorry I missed you. and glad I had a chance to catch up with you. Thanks a lot. So see you soon. Take care. Please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology, for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. This is Phyllis Amon signing off for today. Please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.